Welcome back to Scary Bear Attacks and our 21,000 subscribers episode. Thank you for subscribing to our channel and making the creation of these videos possible. Today's episode takes us to the scenic and beautiful Glacier National Park in Northwest Montana, USA. People who visit Glacier frequently return as it is one of the most well-preserved and wild locations in the world. The entire ecosystem operates nearly exactly the way it did before modernity. There are towering granite peaks and mountain trails that gain thousands of feet in elevation to hike. Located just a few miles south of the Canadian border, the climate there is very cold and snowy in the winter and warm and sunny in the summer. The wildlife abounds with moose, deer, elk, wolves, grizzly, and black bears, as well as more species of smaller animals than you would care to count. The trail system is arguably the best way to see the park up close and personal, but not only people use the park trail system. On August 26, 2005, Johan Otter, an immigrant from Holland, and his daughter Jenna were planning on celebrating Jenna's high school graduation with a trip to Glacier National Park to hike and spend time together. It was kind of a farewell camping trip between daughter and father as Jenna was getting ready to leave for college and become an independent adult. They had loaded up their car and driven up from Escondido, California, and were very excited to spend time in the wild together. The Grinnell Glacier Trailhead starts out from Many Glacier Picnic Area near Swift Current Lake down in the bottom of the valley. The trail works its way along Josephine Lake and climbs in elevation the entire way. Next is Grinnell Lake and finally Upper Grinnell Lake with Grinnell Glacier. The Park Service says that trails are open for hiking during business hours from 9 to 5, but Johan wanted to be the first up the trail, so they left a little earlier, around 7.30 a.m. They were packed and prepared with a can of bear spray. The duo climbed the trail and basked in the fresh air and amazing views for just over four miles. From this vantage point, they could see down the valley as the lakes line out to the north with a 400-foot elevated perspective. Just ahead of the overlook, the trail bends back around and climbs across another cliff face. As they hiked along, they talked and sang songs for fun so that any animal they encountered would not be surprised. As they rounded a huge boulder in the bend on the trail, Jenna was leading and suddenly stopped with her hands out as if to say stop. She had a terrified expression on her face. She stated that at that point she was about five feet from the bear, and it had nearly a human expression of surprise on its face. Jenna stepped back a few steps and fell, hitting her head and blacking out. As Johan stepped around her to take a look for himself, he could see the worst possible scenario unfolding before his very eyes. The narrow trail was completely obstructed by a 400-pound sow grizzly with two small cubs. The mother bear's rage was concentrated on Johan before he could even react. All he focused on was the huge teeth and curved claws powering toward him. The grizzly latches onto Johan's right thigh twice in less than a second. Johan recognizes the desperation of this situation and believing Jenna had run further down the trail decides to jump off the cliff to his right into some bushes about 25 feet below, the impact disorienting him momentarily. In the process of the attack on her father, Jenna had come to her senses and grabbed the bear spray which had fallen out of her dad's side pouch of his pack. In the confusion and pressure of the situation, Jenna could not figure out how to remove the safety guard to use the bear spray. She could hear Johan below yelling at her to jump off the cliff, but looked up to see the sow now advancing toward her. Jenna dropped the bear spray and throws herself off the cliff and loses her senses as she freefalls. Bouncing off of rocks and sliding down the cliff face, she loses her shoe and is severely injured. She had missed the ledge that her father landed on and fell about 50 feet landing on her butt. The bear briefly peers over the cliff toward Johan and immediately runs to a rock shelf that leads her directly to him. 
This happened so fast that he had no options to react. Johan then drops into a ball and attempts to protect his head and neck just before the bear pounces on top of him. He screamed in pain as the enraged grizzly sank her teeth into his flesh. She clamped her jaws on his backpack and slams him into the ground over and over. He realizes he needs to keep the bear's attention focused on him and pulls the bear off of the cliff about 30 feet in a second fall. As he lands, he feels the impact and stares into the hazel brown eyes bent on his destruction. The bear claws his head and arm and bites his skull, trying to take out the threat to her cubs. He then feels her huge canines puncture his scalp at the top and the bottom of the back of his head and hears his skull crack and tissues tearing. Then she fixes her jaws at the top of his neck, cracking and popping his neck bones. He rips himself loose once again and hurls himself over another cliff and looks up to see the bear looking at him from above. As the bear disappears from his view, he hears Jenna scream above him. While the bear is mauling her father, Jenna seeks a hiding place in a nearby bush and curls up to give herself cover. After her father jumps off the cliff, the bear slowly ambles over to Jenna, huffing and puffing its disdain. Jenna places her hands on each side of the bear's head, and the sow grips Jenna's head in her mouth and ragdolls her. It then bites her shoulder and tosses her back and forth. At that point, Jenna decides to lay back and play dead. The bear pauses her attack on Jenna and looks around to check on her cubs, then slowly ambles off in their direction. Jenna laid still for what seemed like a long time before hearing Johan yelling her name. She responds, and the father and daughter reconnect in a reassuring affirmation of survival. Johan feels tissue hanging down over his face and proceeds to check on his most important senses. He feels his right eye and can still see out of it. He reaches his hand up to the top of his head and feels his skull without its scalp. He looks at his right arm and can see a large hole and watches his muscles move through it. He improvises a medical dressing for his head from his jacket. He slowly starts to climb up the ledge toward Jenna, but is too traumatized to safely do it. Jenna tried to regain her feet, but unbeknownst to her, she had broken her back in two places in the fall. She felt around her head and slipped her fingers into a gaping wound at the base of her skull. She began moaning for help. Exhaustion and shock began to set in on Jenna and her father. Nearby hikers heard their cries for help and quickly approached each of them. Jim and Kathy Knapp were on their honeymoon when they heard the otters please. The intensity of the cries belied the desperation of Jenna and her father. Jim and Kathy then decided that she should run back down the trail to find help. Jim scrambles down the cliff face using bushes and weeds as handholds. He emerges just a few yards from Jenna and explains to her that help is on the way. She asks him to find her father to make sure he's okay. Jim takes his jacket and covers her before searching for Johan. Jim repeats his dangerous scramble to get near Johan and sees blood smeared all over the boulders near him. Johan's injuries were gruesome to look at and Jim was extremely concerned for his condition. Jim inventoried Johan's injuries and bandages him up as best he could given the circumstances. Johan requested that Jim keep an eye out for his camera. Jim then scrambles back up to Jenna and pours some water into her mouth, but it dribbles out of her cheek, which is torn open in the attack. Concerned and helpful hikers begin dropping clothes and food over the edge to the trapped victims. The response for the injured otters was overwhelming and heartfelt. Two hikers approached Jenna and Johan and comforted them and supported them as the first stages of shock began to set in. Johan was presented with his camera by one of the caretakers. Kathy had run a fair distance back toward the trailhead before finding a ranger leading a small group of hikers. She conveyed the situation and a life flight helicopter rescue was en route. Gary Moses was one of the first medics to administer first aid. He recognized that carrying the victims back up the cliff was impossible and dangerous to everyone involved. 
As the medics removed his clothes, Johan commented, Good thing I wore clean underwear, making the medic chuckle. The rescuers decided on a short-haul rescue, which involved flying the helicopter close enough to the cliff to drop a gurney to load the patient, then flying them out to medical assistance. This is the riskiest method of rescue. Johan had 26 major wounds, with 60-80% to 80% of his scalp being removed. He broke the C2 vertebrae in his neck. His right eye orbital was broken. He ran a marathon in under four hours, less than six months after this attack. Jenna broke a vertebrae in her back and her coccyx. She was also bitten on her head and shoulder. She declined plastic surgery to repair her face because the scars helped her remember her struggle. She completed medical studies at UC Irvine and Columbia University. Johan returned to the Grinnell Trail and completed the hike to help him recover mentally. The bears were not euthanized due to it being a defensive attack. Glacier National Park has one to two non-fatal bear attacks each year and has recorded only 10 fatal bear attacks since 1967, which includes our previous case on the Going to the Sun Road.